Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's a new track here on my uh, my playlists. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. At, uh, that one's called Backwards by Forrest. I don't even know how I found that, but definitely a cool one. Mostly I just find them on the trail. 103.3 Montana's Quality Rock. If you want to check out the trail, if you ever leave us here at ESPN Radio, which is fine, you're allowed to, just scroll up the dial. You can listen to 103.3 The Trail. You can listen to 104.5 The U, and you can listen to 105.9 Jack FM. That's all you need. That's all you need here uh, in Western Montana on the radio dial. Nuanas now here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching on the tube, SWX Montana Television. Or maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. Thanks for joining us uh, here on your Tuesday. Missed anything in the show so far? Give you the top 10, or just maybe not top 10, 10 interesting storylines from around the wide world of high school sports. Also from Kira Huck, she's the executive director for the Foundation for Community Health. They have their Talent on Ice fundraiser on Friday at the Glacier Ice Rink. They'll have uh, ice skating, displays and comedy, musical performances, magic and more. Local magician Evan Disney will be there. Jill Valley will be providing commentary. And uh, Drive Safe Missoula coordinator Steve Schmidt will serve as the master of ceremonies. They also have all sorts of great prizes. So she swung by to tell us all about that. And we heard from Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Grizz hockey team as well. All of it can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Go uh, subscribe to the Nuanas Now podcast, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Time now for our Coach's Corner. It's presented by Dave Maldonado, Maldonado Law. Dave Maldonado, a seasoned litigator and your Big Sky defender. You can find out more about how Dave can help you, whether it's personal injury, medical malpractice, fighting the insurance companies. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Two coaches on our coach's corner on opposite sides of a fierce rivalry. Montana State head coach Danny Sprinkle, his team a 67-64 victor over Montana in Missoula to snap an 11-game losing streak to the Grizz here in the Garden City. And just the third win in the last 23 rivalry games for Sprinkle. He'll join us first, and then we'll hear from Travis DeCure the head coach of the Grizz men's basketball team. Just his third ever loss uh, to rival Montana State 
as a head coach. But first, let's take a look at the Big Sky Conference standings. Men's hoops. Eastern Washington out to a two-game lead in front of everybody. Eagles are 8-0 in conference play. Their best start in their program's history. They've won 10 games in a row overall, one of the hotter teams in the country. And uh, they've already beaten a couple of the other primary contenders, including beating Montana State in Bozeman. So impressive start uh, for Eastern Washington so far. They have uh, not played, however, uh, Weber State yet. Weber, another one of the uh, better teams in the league. But that's what's coming up for Eastern. They play Idaho State and Weber in Cheney this week. So um, by the time that's all said and done, they will have uh, completed the first round through the conference. But Eastern, two games ahead of everybody else. Montana State alone in second place. They are 6-2 and two in league play. Their losses are to Eastern in Bozeman and then at Idaho. A head-scratcher, but then you consider that Montana State's lost in Moscow a couple times in recent years. Seems to be a place that they have a tough time finding any success. Weber State, behind the excellent play of MVP candidate Dylan Jones, is alone in third at 5-2. and two. Jones was again the Big Sky Conference Player of the Week this week. I think that was his third weekly award. Uh, he averaged almost 18 points per game, 14 rebounds per game, and 5 assists per game for the Wildcats last week. Sac State, Idaho State, they are tied for fourth at 4-3 four and three in league play. Sac State uh, off to a, a pretty good start under David Patrick, who is uh, in his first year as the head coach there at Sac. Idaho State has been sort of all over the place. They won at Weber, and they started 3-0. and Then they got swept in Montana this uh, a couple weekends ago. And then they uh, bounced back and beat Sac State and then lose to Portland State. So Idaho State still trying to find their footing, but 4-3, and not a bad start for the Bengals. Portland State alone in sixth place. They are 3-4 and in league play. Montana, 3-5. and Idaho, 2-6, and six. Northern Colorado, 2-6, and six. and Northern Arizona, 1-7. and seven. The one victory over Montana in overtime in Flagstaff. So there's a look at your Big Sky standings. Coach's Corner, presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Check out Maldonado Law and all the things they can help you with by visiting BigSkyDefender.com. The time now for our Montana State Minute. Danny Sprinkle joins us like he will once a week from now until Boise. And, Coach, it's crazy. Uh, the tournament is actually faster approaching than I think most people realize. But first, got to talk about your big win in Missoula last weekend. I know we talked to you after the game, but now that you've had uh, a couple days for it to sink in, what are your thoughts, what are your feelings? Montana State comes into Missoula, 67-64 victory, their first over the Grizz in the Garden City since 2010. So uh, how you feeling after the rivalry game win? Yeah, it was great. You know, it, it was a great win. It was a, uh, you know, a tremendous crowd. You know, I mean, it got, that place got rocking when Deshaun Thomas hit that three with 
you know, whatever it was, a minute left. And, and you know, proud of the way our guys responded. We knew they were going to make a run, um, you know, especially playing in Dahlberg. You knew that you knew it was coming. And uh, for our guys to respond and, and to make the plays when they had to make them and to get the critical stop when we had to get a stop, you know, showed a lot of, a lot of character and, and a, lot of, a lot of mental toughness. And we talked about that exact element, right? Just the, the the toughness it takes to win in Missoula, not only from a physical perspective, but also a mental perspective. And I wrote that in our game stories, just how I thought both the Montana State women and the Montana State men both showed great mental resolve. So I know that's stuff you guys worked about, uh, work on uh, often, and, and Darius Brown talked about it, you know, how you guys go through a lot of the mental stuff, the free throws and everything in between. Uh, so what do you think of your guys' ability to sort of handle that, embrace that, and then uh, project that onto the court? Yeah, you know, and it and it's um every every you know division one you know like everybody kind of works on it, but it's something when you're in that moment to be able to execute and to be able to to have the discipline to do what you're supposed to do in that moment. That's completely different than practice. Yeah, we practice it and we talk about it a lot, but it's a whole other thing when there's 6,500 fans screaming and the place is rocking and you can't even hear yourself think. And then to be able to execute and have the discipline, you know, that's that's what I was most proud of. Thanks, Briggle, Montana State Minute, presented by JNV Restaurant Supplies, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. He'll join us weekly here uh, on Nuanez Now. Now you got to turn the page, and it's so interesting, just sort of the dichotomies and the rivalries, right? Like, because in, in there's a, you know, Montana, Montana State play in all sorts of different sports. Sometimes it's the last yeah. game of the regular season like it is in football. Sometimes it's the last meet before the Big Sky Conference Championships like it is in indoor track. But for you guys, you still have the second half of the conference season remaining. So how do you sort of go about turning the page and, and getting ready for this upcoming road trip? Yeah, you know, you, you have to, you know, and I, I'm proud of our guys. You know, we've had a couple of good practices, especially, you know, kind of mentally yesterday. We didn't do much contact. You know, today we got after it a little bit this morning uh, because we know it's coming. You know, we got two physical teams of Portland State and Sacramento State this weekend. You know, you have to be disciplined and, and mentally tough enough again to, and I guess maturity is probably the best word to, okay, yeah, we did what we were supposed to do in Missoula, played well, got the win. Okay, now next game mentality. You know, that mindset of improvement. Like there was a ton of stuff that we did that was not good at Montana also. You know, there's a lot of things that we need to correct uh, if we want to have success against Portland State on Thursday. And so our guys have been mindful of that. And, uh, you know, even our our film session yesterday morning, everybody probably would think it would be a great thing. Oh, you know, you beat the Grizz, da-da-da. Well, no, like there was a lot of things that, you know, that I didn't think we did well enough and I wasn't happy with. And, and I made sure that the team knew that. And that's stuff that we need to improve if uh, if they want to make another run at the championship. When it comes to uh, making another run at the championship, sometimes, at least in my estimation, uh, you have to sort of, become your own team. You sort of have to put the, the championship team from last year behind you. I know a lot of those guys have that championship experience, but certainly in certain ways uh, caters towards making another run. But um, what do you think of just this team and the way it's evolved? I mean, how is it different than last year's squad? Yeah, you know, I, I told them even whatever last Friday, like there's a lot of things that this group does that's, that we do better than last year's group did. You know, and then there's a lot of things that last year's group did better, but that's why it's two completely different teams. And, you know, th- this group is continuing. You know, we've continued to get a little bit better, a little bit better. The chemistry's gotten better. You know, knowing, knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses has gotten better. I think, you know, the, the ceiling is still really high for this team. You know, I, I, don't think we're, I don't think we're even close to 
becoming the team that we could be, you know, it's going to be harder because the, you know, the last 10 games of this conference are going to be brutal and there, there's going to be a lot of adversity that we're going to have to hit and see how we respond to it. You know, and I thought that's where last year's team, you know, we won a lot of close games last year and, uh, you know, it came down to the last minute and a half and we're going to have to continue to do that and to kind of have that mindset, you know, that no matter what happens, you know, when we, we get to that last minute and a half a game, you know, we're going to win it. No matter whatever we have to do, get a stop, hit a three, last second shot, whatever it is, we, we got to have the confidence to do that. Dave Springle, Montana State men's basketball coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's our Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. And, Coach, now you take the show on the road to Portland State. And Portland State, uh, fascinating here uh, in their second season under Jace Coburn. He himself, an incredibly intense guy and a guy I love listening to talk because he's, he's sort of an outside-the-box thinker. But when you look at their schedule from a year ago, I think they started like 1-5 and five or 1-6. and six, But right around this exact time, they turned the corner, and then all of a sudden they won 8 out of 10 down the stretch and went into the Big Sky Tournament as uh, one of the uh, hottest teams in the league. Now they're sitting here at 3-4, and four, but they're coming off of a big win over a pretty solid Idaho State team. So uh, when you look at Portland State, what do you think of the Vikings, and uh, why do you think it is that maybe this time of year they start to get better uh, under the second-year head coach? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're very good. They're super talented. Every year, you know, if you win 1-13, through 13, they may have the most talent in the league, you know, every year. Like, they they, they got transfers upon transfers, and, and, you know, their style of play is it's hard to play against. They're playing all 13, 14 guys, and, and they're physical. They're tough. They fly around. They make the game chaotic, uh, which is a credit to Coach Coburn, like how hard his guys play, and they compete. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little different style than pretty much every other team in our league. You know, I mean, it's, it's a scramble mentality game for 40 minutes. You know, they could be up by 15. It doesn't matter. Like you can get right back in the game within two and a half minutes, or you could be up by 15 and they can go on a 14 0 run. You know, like it's just, it's one of those games where you have to have a great next play mentality. Uh, because like I said, there could be five, six possessions in a minute. Keys for Montana State uh, this weekend uh, as you take the the uh, the Bobcats to the West Coast. Yeah, we got we got to rebound the ball a lot better. You know, for us to get rebounded by uh, out rebounded by fourteen in Missoula, you know that's that's unacceptable for our group. You know, we have to do a much better job of kind of our urgency and focus defensively. Um, there was a lot of times where we lost we lost track of shooters um, that just that can't happen. And uh, it could have cost us last Saturday. And so we have to have better awareness and better urgency defensively and rebounding the basketball. And, you know, against both these teams, especially Portland State, you can't turn the basketball over. You know, against their press, when they're flying around, making it chaotic, you know, that's they feed off that and they get their momentum and their swagger off that. So we got to do a great job taking care of the basketball and making sure we get a shot on the rim for our offense. He's Danny Sprinkle, Montana State men's basketball coach. Joins us once a week here on Nuanas Now. Coach Briggs, thanks so much for being here, man. Best of luck on the road trip, and we'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks. Go Cats. I must apologize. I recorded a lot of interviews today, and uh, this is our Coach's Corner presented by Baldonado Law, but I set that one up. I recorded with Sprinkle earlier today as our Montana State Minute, but we'll have another Montana State Minute later on this week. Regardless, our Coach's Corner presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law continues here in just a minute with Travis DeCure the head coach of the uh, Montana Grizzlies. Uh, Interesting, doing some prep work uh, for some interviews with the Portland State and Sac State side of things. Jace Coburn, second year at Portland State. He'll join us on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast later this week. David Patrick, first year at Sac State. He will also join us on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast later on this week. It's, uh, It's interesting, though, because... Between Ty Geving, Barrett Peary, and Jace Coburn, 
what Danny Sprinkle just said about Portland State is the exact same. That's a 10-year sample size. They play chaotic. They press. They got great depth. They bring in all these talented transfers. Front to back, top to bottom, Portland State might be the most talented team in the league. Coaches say that every single year about Portland State for a 10-year sample size. Uh, Jace Coburn, probably the tie that binds because he was an assistant on Ty Giving's staff for about five years and then an assistant on Barrett Peary's staff for a while before taking over uh, as the head coach there at PSU. So there is some continuity there. And also interesting, as we hear from Coach Takir here, Sac State does not look all that much different than they used to under Brian Katz, even though uh, David Patrick is a, a much different coach with a way different background. Coach Katz, a junior college legend, uh, a guy that um, is a junior college Hall of Famer, and uh, then spent the last 14 years of his super long and successful coaching career there at SAC. And uh, David Patrick, he's been a uh, Power 5 assistant for most of his career, so completely different backgrounds, but uh, more similar styles than you think. Before we get to Coach DeCure... I just want to ask Andrew just one question. Uh, Andrew, you have been uh, higher on the Grizz men's basketball team than I have uh, as of late. I think we both kind of saw a high watermark when they drilled South Dakota State here at home. They haven't been able to really replicate that uh, level of success. And now I think that they got this sort of when you can't get off the schneid, you're getting to the end of games and then you can't get over the top then that sort of almost becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like, I think if the Grizzlies could kick down the door and win one of these close games, because four of their five conference losses are in the last possession or the last minute of the game. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. But either way, it doesn't matter. They're 3-5 and five in league. Uh, where are you at now after watching them against Montana State on Saturday? Well, Coulter, the interesting thing for me about their just efficiencies at the end of these close games is that typically that's the opposite of Travis DeCure teams, right? He'll always get you to the end of the game with a chance to win, right? That's right. And generally, they've had guys who can get it done in those situations. Right. Uh, I'm still... I'm still in on them, Coulter. Not as a, not as an actual top of the conference team, but I don't think I was, you know, that high on them as a potential conference contender even in the preseason. But I'm still in on them as as a good, talented team that's just getting some bad breaks at the end of close games. I mean, even if the one that really makes the narrative, Coulter, is the Weber State game, right? That's right. I mean, and, 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 and one in a just, billion chance to steal the inbounds and hit the three with one second to go. Right. And if if they win that, this isn't even a narrative, right? It, it's it's not a thing. And I, you know, they've still had Travis DeCure has made this point several times. They never really had their whole team together. That's right. In the in the non conference part of the schedule, it's still been like that in conference because Brandon Whitney's missed time with an illness. He's been not at a hundred percent for a lot of the time. Uh, they're still trying to to work and round back um, to their full strength. Uh, I mean, even, to, even this week, Deshaun Thomas, I was, I was going to have him as our Grizz star of the week. He's sick. So we'll hear, we'll, we'll hear from Josh Vasquez tomorrow, and it, it's good because Vasquez is a California guy. They're going back to California to play at SAC, and, and Josh is a great guy, so it was fun talking to him. But uh, either way, I mean, yeah, the, the illness thing is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I, here's where I'm at with them. I don't think that they're one of the top couple teams in the league, but I think that if we're picking a team that's going to rise up the standings in the second half of the conference schedule, it'd have to be Montana because they're at three and five right now. I still think they're, you know, they're the caliber of team that should be contending for a buy in the conference tournament, right? And that's where I think they're going to end up. Uh, fourth, fifth, somewhere in there. It's, it's an annoying weakness to have. 
this inability to close games out at the end of the uh, at the end of games. I'm not sure it's a fatal flaw yet, and even if it is, I still think that there are a bunch of teams in this league that they're just clearly more talented than. I think the Montana ceiling is third. Uh, I think that one thing that's in the advantage of the Grizz coming down the stretch is going to be that they've already played Eastern twice. So they've already got the two losses to the, the number one team in the league out of the way. They got to play in Bozeman once. Okay. Who knows? Maybe going to Bozeman still one. Maybe not. But then they get to play Sac and Portland State two more times each. Y- you have to hope and think, just from a program prestige perspective, they are going to at least get two, if not four, wins out of that uh, little deal. You get to play Idaho State again, who you drilled by thirty. You get another shot at Weber. It's going to be in Ogden, but you're only you only lost that game by two on basically a miracle finish. You get NAU and Northern Colorado, the two worst teams in the league, at home, and you get to play at Idaho. So more than anything, the schedule caters to Montana uh, having some opportunities to uh, roll off a couple victories in a row. Well, and you got to take that into account when you're. You know, looking at the three and five record, right? True. They've played Eastern twice. They've played Montana at Montana State, Weber State. Four of their five losses are to what we think are probably the three top teams in the league. Yeah, it's true. On that note, let's hear from the head coach of the Grizz. Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep our coach's corner roll, but we're going to take a break real quick. Travis DeCure, Montana men's basketball coach. Will join us next here on Nuanas Now, a continuation of our Coach's Corner presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado La, your Big Sky Defender. Visit BigSkyDefender.com. Travis DeCure, more Coach's Corner, plus our Treasure State Stars. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I feel like I just got handed some gold. This is uh, the new show play sheet, courtesy of the one and only Tommy Evans. He hosts the new show on 103.3 The Trail from 6 to 7 on Tuesday nights. Welcome back to Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. A continuation of our Coach's Corner Presented by Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law. Maldonado Law, your Big Sky Defenders. Visit BigSkyDefender.com to find out about how Dave and his team can help you. Down here, Dalberg Arena with Travis DeCure, Montana head men's basketball coach. And uh, had a couple days now to kind of go over the rivalry, so I'll only ask you one question about the loss of the Cats on Saturday. What you like that your team did, and uh, what are the things you, got, you want to clean up coming out of that game? Uh, I thought we did a good job executing down the stretch, um, put ourselves in position to close the game. Uh, just had some, you know, some misfortune down the stretch that you really can't control. Uh, just got to keep plugging away and, and, and tighten up as much as you can. You guys have put yourselves in a position to close down the stretch. Just had a hard time actually closing. So what's the next step in, in that element of the game? I believe we closed. Yeah. I, I don't know right. that you call that foul. Right. Um, in a game like that, a rivalry like that, you, you, your guy didn't get three three free throws jumping into a defender. You got to make the shot. 
and uh, I would have liked to see the players determine the, out- the outcome of that game. But uh, Montana State did enough to, to have the lead for the majority of the game. So, you know, they I know they walked away feeling like they earned it, and they did earn the opportunity to uh, to close themselves. It just would have been nice if the players determined the outcome. Uh, no rest for the weary. Now you guys hit the road, and uh, always one of the tougher road trips when you got to go on this West Coast swing to Sac State and Portland State. So, uh, before we get into the actual matchups, what is the challenge of sort of putting that one in the rearview and moving on? Because you guys still have a lot of conference play left to play. Yeah, it's always one game at a time, anyway. So for us, Monday's always a reset. Um, tighten up some areas that that maybe uh, you could have been better with over the weekend, and then move forward uh, towards your newest opponent. So. Uh, same thing this week is, is just looking forward to another opportunity once again on the road. Sac State is a squad of the big sky in my time covering the league. They always had such a consistent identity because they always had the same coach. And Brian Gantz was around forever, and he did such a great job. And now it's kind of been in flux because they've had multiple coaches now, uh, first year under David Patrick. So, I mean, have you seen just the style of play that Sac State employs change? That's the one thing that is the same, is they're different than everyone else in the yeah, league. Right. right? And um, their style is unique. Uh, difficult to score on. you got to find ways to get high percentage shots, and they're elite at, at keeping you from doing that. So the teams that have found some things have put a lot of points on the board, and hopefully we're one of them. Do you have any crossover with Coach Patrick? Do you, do you go back with him at all, or have you ever had any matchups or recruiting battles or anything like that? Not necessarily matchups or recruiting, uh, but just being in the business, crossing paths, being in the Bay Area at the same time. i uh, gotten to know him that way. Uh, and anytime someone's a part of success, you kind of follow their their journey, and I've done that with him. Travis Takir here on uh, Nuanas Now. Uh, just in terms of roster construction, they have some guys back from last year that were good players, but also they brought in a whole bunch of sort of high-profile transfers. So uh, how would you just kind of evaluate their roster? Um, guys he's familiar with, right? You're, you're looking at four or five guys he's recruited, um, you know, and, and, and then some guys that are West Coast guys that, that come from areas that he's recruited from. So, uh, I think he's familiar with the majority of the guys he brought in, which I think that's been a huge advantage because that's very difficult to do uh, with transfers in this game. They have so long, for so long played such a physical style. Are you expecting something like that again? And, and uh, how do you hope your team sort of rises to the occasion if so? Yeah, they're going to clog up the paint. They just they got seven footers standing in front of the basket. Yeah. Um, not sure he'll be able to get away with that with, with Deshaun Thomas in the game at the five. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what type of adjustments they make in that regard. Um, and then we'll go from there. But uh, that, that's why they hold teams at such a low field goal percentage to get so many rebounds. you got seven footers standing in front of the rim. Uh, and so if we can find some ways to move them around and make them defend away from the basket, I think we'll be fine. A couple teams have done that, but most haven't. No, you're not looking ahead to Portland State, but Portland State's another interesting team. I mean, I was looking at their roster today. <laughs> Multiple schools for every single guy. I mean, the only guy I really recognize on the roster is Cam Parker, and that's because he played here last year, but he's on school number three as well. So um, what do you think of just that, that challenge also? Is it is it just from a general perspective, is it hard to scout teams when you are not necessarily familiar with the players in this league? No, I mean, you're still going to watch this year's game. Sure. The only thing you really get from last year, previous years, is just maybe – style of play from a coach uh, and then sometimes just some familiarity with guys but for us it's you know I watch four or five games of every opponent before we play them anyway so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll lock in on that on Friday and try to be as, as prepared as we can be on one day turnaround but the biggest thing with them is take care of the ball and and handle the pace. What do you th- how have you thought you guys have dealt with just the, the one day turnaround in the times that you've had them when you just have the one day on Friday to prepare for Saturday? Uh, we've done a good job. You know, I, I think, you know, we've, we've had 
some games we didn't show up for. Um, you know, where they've, they've had some teams that were really good on offensive class. That's been a problem for us in the past. And then turnovers have caught up with us from time to time. But uh, I, I think we've gone in prepared. Uh, at the end of the day, it's a tough place to play, and you just got to be ready for the environment. Last one for you then, uh, Sac State on Thursday. So what are the keys against Sac State? How do you hope your team embraces that environment? Because it is sort of a, a unique one, right? I mean, small gym, but sometimes it can't get loud. It's hot, all that sort of stuff. So uh, what do you think of just the challenge Thursday? Typically, we've, we've had good crowds there. Hopefully, we still will. Um, the pace is going to be important to us offensively. We want to have as much time on the clock to get the shots we want to get. Uh, and then we got to minimize their paint baskets, whether it's post-ups or, or, or cuts or penetration. If we can keep them out of paint, I think we'll, we'll do a good job defensively, and then we just out-rebound them, push the ball, and do it over again. Travis Takiri, University of Montana head men's basketball coach. Thanks, Trav. Thank you. There you go, Coach's Corner. Presented by Dave Maldonado. Maldonado Law, your big sky defender. Don't want to fight with the insurance companies? Go check out BigSkyDefender.com. See how Dave and his team can help you. Treasure State stars. Some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana, plus a history lesson. That's next to take you home here on your Tuesday. Keep it right here. No one is now ESPN Radio. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. One is now on ESPN Radio. New Music Tuesday here on Nuanas Now. It's inspired by our great friends over at the trail. They got the new show coming up here in about a mm, little less than 20 minutes, 6 o'clock. The new show, 103.3 The Trail. Montana's Quality Rock. Go check it out. Our great friend Tommy, longtime producer and a contributor on this here radio show, Nuanas Now. Uh, he's got his own show over there as well. Very fun. Very cool. Treasure State stars some of the best individual performances from across the state of Montana. Presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place in western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Heard this name before on Treasure State stars? <laughs> you definitely have if you've been following along. It's Duncan Hamilton. Bozeman High School product and one of the great distance runners in the history of this state. And that's no hyperbole. He is a, uh, I actually don't know what he is for the indoor eligibility, but he has uh, got a couple seasons left in terms of indoor and outdoor. I can't remember which one's which. I think he's got two of one and one of the other. Regardless, his career is rapidly winding down, uh, but it's cranking up as well. Duncan Hamilton, the Big Sky Conference Men's Track Athlete of the Week this week. Again, he's got to have double digits of these now. He ran the fastest outright time of the weekend at the Husky Classic in Seattle. His time of 7 minutes and 45.4 seconds in the 3,000 meters broke his own school record. And it actually converted all the way down to 743. He led wire to wire, 
ran the first mile in 417. <laughs> That's just so ridiculous when you still then have to run uh, several more miles. He closed out the final 400 meters with a 61.8 second split and his best last lap on the 200 meter track, 30.8 second split. So he breaks his own school record. And he runs one of the fastest times. It was actually, uh, as of press time, the second fastest time in the United States of America in the 3,000 meters. From MSU uh, track and field head coach, Lyle Weiss, this was the first meet of 2023. And he he seemed to come out firing on all cylinders. For Duncan to run a race like that in his first race of 2023 is incredible. That will most likely be the mark that gets him into another NCAA championship. So this young man's been to the NCAAs, I believe, four total times. He's run at the United States Track and Field uh, Olympic Trials and the United States Track and Field Championships. Uh, he He's going to run for as long as he wants and make money doing it, uh, barring any sort of catastrophe. And uh, he's just awesome. It's just awesome to watch. Treasure State star number two. How about Jaden Green? He's been... One of the bright spots for a rebuilding Montana track team, uh, he cemented himself as one of the great sprint and hurdlers in the Grizz uh, track and field program's history after setting another record. He's been uh, really good the last two years. And Jaden Green ran 7.86 seconds in the 60-meter hurdles to break his own school record of 7.97. So breaks it by more than a tenth of a second, which is substantial. And... uh, also got first in the, uh, oh, it looks like actually, excuse me, he got second in the uh, the race. Uh, so good job by him. And uh, crazy to think that's already indoor track season. We'll have plenty of indoor track coverage for you. Terrace 8 star number three, a pair of former Grizz football players. Justin Ford, Patrick O'Connell. Each participated in the Hula Bowl. It used to be in Hawaii. Now it's in uh, Orlando. But each one of those guys uh, had standout performances. O'Connell led his squad in tackles, and Ford led his squad in uh, defensive pass breakups. So always good to shot in front of the pro scouts. Uh, they each were in contact, according to MS or UM Sports Info. Excuse me. Uh, Montana Sports Information said they were each in contact with a handful of NFL teams. To me, when you ask me uh, what do these guys need to do to make it to the NFL, well, I think that it, it's a similar formula that everybody needs to make it to the NFL if you're an FCS guy. You need exposure. Okay, you're going to get a decent amount of exposure at Montana. I mean, there's scouts at every game and scouts coming through uh, to practices and stuff. You, you need to have great production. Well, that that's definitely, that, that box is checked. Patrick O'Connell had... Uh, unreal production the last couple years. And Justin Ford had nine picks as a junior, which then made it so that he was hardly thrown at as a senior. You need a great agent and great opportunity. Not sure who these guys' agents are, but I do know Patrick O'Connell's training down in Florida still with Tom Shaw, who's widely regarded as the greatest uh, speed coach as far as getting prospects ready for the NFL Combine and getting their 40 times all uh honed in and, and as fast as possible. So that's good. And then the last thing you got to do is you got to perform when the lights are the brightest. And the lights are the brightest, unfortunately, for small school prospects. 
never during a game, always during a pro day. Or or maybe these guys get invited to the combine. I'm not sure. But either way, when the lights are brightest, you got to perform. I mean, Dante Olson is the all-time leader, leading tackler in the history of, the, of University of Montana before Robbie Houck broke the record. Uh, he was one of the top tacklers in Big Sky history, a guy that won the Buck Buchanan Award. Couldn't have been more productive in college. To me, the single reason Dante Olson did not make it to the NFL is because he ran a 4.9640 at the NFL Combine. That's it. Point blank period, five seconds, and your chances at your pro dreams can end. Just like that. So, if, for better or worse, when people ask me, is Justin Ford going to the NFL? Is Patrick O'Connell going to the NFL? It comes down to literally probably 10 seconds sometime in April leading up to the NFL draft when these guys run for scouts. That's what it comes down to, a pair of 40s. Justin Ford, you know, if you're if you're under 4-5, you got a shot. Patrick O'Connell, if you're under 4-7, you got a shot. If you're over those numbers, I mean, it's boom. Because they're already going to see you as an FCS guy. You know, they're already going to see Patrick O'Connell as sort of a, a, a tweener, an in-between sized guy. So, I mean, it, for better or worse, it comes down to what you put on the gun. Trader State star at number four, Delray Lilly. How about this young guy? The popular basketball player dropped 47 against Harlem over the weekend. <laughs> Not only is 47 a ridiculous amount of points in a 32-minute game, he almost outscored Harlem all by himself. Poplar won the game 107 to 50. So it was Harlem 50, Delray Lilly 47. Unreal. Treasure State star number five, Darius Brown the second. He is uh, fast tracking inside track to Big Sky Conference newcomer of the year. He is a transfer from Cal State Northridge. He was an all-league player in the Big West before getting hurt and then uh, transferred to MSU. He's got ties to Danny Sprinkle because of Sprinkle's ties to Northridge. And uh, he had a great game on Saturday. I thought he showed excellent composure, was never flustered, was the model of efficiency, 9 of 13 from the floor against Montana. And he scored a game-high 23 points. And his ability to keep his team calm and in it was uh, certainly a key factor for Montana State as they won for the first time in Missoula since 2010. Treasure State star number six, Jess Lockwood, a common name on the Treasure State stars. He's one of the best bull riders in the world, but he struggled with injuries. How can you not? You're riding a freaking bull. (laughs) Seems like the most high chance for uh, catastrophe of any sport that you can possibly do. Uh, But the guy is one of the best guys in all of professional bull riding, and uh, he returned to a PBR event this last weekend, and he placed second. So, uh, cool to see him back on the back of a bull, and uh, hopefully he can stay healthy for the whole season. Turner State star number seven, one of our favorites, and one of Missoula's favorite sons, Quinn Wolferman. He is a outstanding skier. He is the reigning gold medalist in the knuckle huck at the X Games. He's competed in a variety of events at the X Games and earned medals, but he's never earned a gold until last year when they made the knuckle huck officially an event, and uh, he's the best in the business at it, and uh, he won a gold last year, and he's headed back to the X Games here next week to defend his gold medal, so very cool uh, for Quinn Wolferman. Uh, certainly a uh, a great story as a kid that grew up in Missoula, Montana, went to Missoula Big Sky, and uh, now a gold medalist. Not a lot of people can say that. And finally, our final Treasure State star, 
Kent Bear and Barry Sachs, a pair of uh, now former assistant coaches for the Grizz football team. Kent Bear, 50 years in the college football world. His resume is unbelievable. Uh, He's coached all over the Western United States and uh, has had so much longevity and so much success. Uh, He stepped away from the Grizz football team, citing non-football-related personal reasons. And Barry Sachs, the defensive line coach there for the Grizz, he is retiring. 42 years as a college football coach. So whatever's next for Coach Bear and whatever's next for Coach Sachs, congratulations. It's funny because, you know, Bobby Houck has had a a pretty strong no assistant coach interview policy since he returned. And uh, so we've never had, I've never interviewed Kent Bear or Barry Sachs on the record. I have got a chance to spend some time with both of them. Uh, Mostly Kent Bear on the golf course. He's a big golfer. And mostly Barry Sachs when he's just running around Missoula because how can you miss him? He says hi to everybody. (laughs) Shakes hands with everybody. Uh, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Uh, Always has something funny to say. Uh, So we'll miss having those guys around just from a personal standpoint. Uh, But we're probably also going to effort their uh, appearances here uh, either on ESPN Radio or on a podcast or something. But I feel like somebody needs to get those guys on the record. Uh, Sachs, uh, uh, not only is is quick wit and his his, uh, energetic way of being and also – the fact he's a University of Montana alum. Those were all interesting folds, but also uh, Barry Sachs comes from the Pokey Allen coaching tree and, and uh, sort of sort of awesome for him to be able to resurrect his career. Because for those that follow th- that story, Pokey Allen was a Missoula kid who then uh, rose through the ranks and uh, got hooked up with... Don Reed and Mouse Davis and a bunch of the, a bunch of the guys that are, are influenced as pioneers of the spread offense uh, during their time at Portland State. And then um, Barry Sachs kept coaching for Pokey Allen when Pokey Allen went to Boise State. And Boise State played for the, 2000, or the 1994 excuse me, uh, National Championship in uh, Division I AA football before then making the jump up to the FBS and then Pokey Allen tragically was stricken with cancer and passed away quite abruptly. That sort of left that whole staff at Boise State out to dry, and they didn't really know what was next. So Coach Sachs pivoted, and he went to San Jose State, and then he got on with the San Jose Sabercats. And then in 2002, he got hooked up with Nevada, and that's what kind of got him back into the Western coaching circle. But, I mean, that was a perilous time for those guys not knowing where to turn and, and what happened with Pokey Allen was so sad, but it also, like, I mean, Boise State basically just started over and Usher did in the FBS era with a whole new coaching staff, and so there was a lot of guys that were out of work. So sort of cool that Barry Sachs was able to resurrect his career and then also eventually make his way back to his alma mater. He played uh, for the Grizzlies back in the late 70s for Jack Swarthout, and uh, it's always pretty cool for guys to come full circle and get back to – a place they called home when they were young men. True Treasure State Stars, presented by Parkside Credit Union. I uh, wanted to take some extra time to do that one just because we had a lot there to talk about. And so uh, congratulations to all those people for all their fine accomplishments. It is presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union is a great place. 
in Western Montana to get a loan because Parkside Credit Union loves to say yes. Tomorrow on Nuanas Now, we'll get things kicked off with Krista Redpath around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops. We also have an interview with Chelsea Gregg, the head coach of the Portland State women's basketball team that will play during around the Big Sky Women's Hoops. We also have our latest Grizz Star of the Week, Josh Vasquez, junior shooting guard for the Montana men's basketball team, will join us. And you know you missed him, but he's back from Tokyo, Marty Mornowig. More than a quarter century in the NFL, he'll join us for our ESPN roundtable, a little makeup of our Monday afternoon quarterback. Coach Marty will be in studio tomorrow as well. We'll see you at 4 p.m. Have a great Tuesday evening. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the Advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 montanaadvocates.com.